0: Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's
1: a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years, and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases
0: our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts,
1: Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Hello, 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 hello.
0: What a day, what a day, what a day.
1: It has definitely been a day. (laughs) (laughs) I can confirm that.
0: I can confirm... It has been a day uh, We yes. just got back from Northampton
1: Lovely journey literally on the
0: old We just got through the front door We planned ahead We got yes. the kit set up to do the podcast Ready to go Ready to go, we've got
1: drinks in hand We did a quick beer stop en route of Because course. we thought that would mellow us into the podcast Of course. So cheers to you Wayne Cheers. Yes, so um, We're not going to be too boozy But we are going to no,
0: this, is, this is just kind of a, a, a Congratulations on a job well done today Good work.
1: Now we've got to do some podcasts.
0: Yeah. Day's not over yet. My God.
1: So we've been in Northampton mentoring some students who are starting mm. social enterprises, which has been actually really fun. Yeah. Breaking down their ideas. Uh huh.
0: This was week number two today. Mm-hmm. Uh we've got another two to go. Uh but it has been really, really fun. Really enlightening, really quite um.
1: It's quite nice, actually, because I think a lot of the young people that we're mentoring are actually obviously they're kind of similar to maybe listeners out there. So it's Mm. good to get a gauge on what sort of problems people are coming against, Mm. those roadblocks, the challenges, like also just hearing that excitement of people's ideas. I really like to see people have got an idea and they're like they light up when they Uh can see it potentially coming to life.
0: Absolutely. But more importantly than actually what we did in Northampton uh, is what took place at Euston Station before we decided to go on the train. What was that? Uh, we've started the Pret Challenge. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh,
0: being, you know, for those that don't know, with Pret, they don't have a loyalty scheme. Instead. Is Pret International? Does the, the, the... I think Pret's International. I'm pretty mm. sure Pret's International. Okay. I might be wrong there. But anyway, so with Pret, they don't have a loyalty scheme. Instead, uh, staff are allowed to give tea on the house, mm-hmm. or coffee on the house. Um, If, and I quote, they serve somebody, they would happily take home to their mother.
1: Which can only mean one thing. Indeed. Tea and biscuits.
0: So, (laughs) we went to go to prep pre-train journey.
1: Trying to flog ourselves a free coffee.
0: Yeah, so turned flirt mode on. I was all ready to go. (laughs) You even had a spray as well. Uh, Yeah, I did. Stuck on some deodorant. Specific deodorant deodorant spray. He was going all Tactical deodorant spray. I I just uh, put
1: on my cheesiest grin.
0: And then what was his name, Edward?
1: Edward, or something like that.
0: Got served by Edward.
1: And he was which having was none of it. not what I was hoping for. I did get a blonde girl served me, to be honest. That is true. But she was having none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither was Edward. So we both came out one coffee less yeah, in our I bank thought, balance. I
0: tried to cheer Edward up as I left.
1: I know, you put in the work. He was. He, he, me... he
0: totally. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be rude about it.
1: You've turned you know, me
0: down. You, you rejected me. But you know what? I'm not going to be a dick about it. So, I mean, he looked miserable as sin before I even got... Before I even got up there, I was like, I ain't got no chance here. I'm going to lose the Pret Challenge today. But as I left, I said, have a good day. And he hesitated. I think he just
1: gave me... Did he even say anything back?
0: He did. But he hesitated. I I don't think he was expecting it. Because by the time he said, yeah, you too, I was already halfway out the store.
1: But who knows, next time, it could be like a foreplay, like next time he sees you again, (laughs) he's like, oh, yeah, that really friendly guy. And then... Next time, maybe. I've actually been given a uh, free pret a couple of times. Just Me saying, too. have you? Me too.
0: Well, there is a pret near the uh, near the day job.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, but I am a
0: bit banterous with the reg- with. I am a regular there now, mm. and there is one guy, one staff member in there. He's like full of banter. Like, I'll order my my white tea, and he'll be like, "Nope, he will be making it at the back." He's like, "You are not having one. Don't serve him."
1: <laughs> there we go. And occasionally. Gives you a freebie. Give me a freebie. So he it's wants. Not to take... very
0: often. It's probably like once every two or three months. He's not invited you back to meet his mother. No. Yeah. Not yet. Teasing. That's what he's doing. It's teasing.
1: Anyway, enough about us and the Pret Challenge. And hello, new listeners, or yeah. anybody out there who's never listened to the Powerful Do Notices you know podcast.
0: Can we hashtag the Pret Challenge?
1: Okay, hashtag Prep Challenge. Yeah. If anybody, you've if... if you tried it, I'd like to hear other people's stories. Have you been given yeah. a free Pret yeah. drink beverage wrap?
0: And and do you know what? Document it if you can. Video yeah. yourself if yeah. you can on the on the sly. Because if you're videoing it, they're gonna know what you're up to. It's obvious. But on the sly, just video it. Hashtag pret challenge. Pop it on Instagram.
1: Tell us how you get how get how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> get your flirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Say me and Wayne sent you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, that's like the rejection Olympics. Go in there mm. and hope that you're gonna you be overly nice. See what happens.
0: But you can't just say, with the rejection Olympics, you have to kind of outright ask if you can have it for free. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work. But
1: that's probably the best dating method too, just asking, going all in, but... So to speak. Hey. (laughs) On that note, I'm Jim Yildiz. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I'm Wayne Ingram. (laughs) And this is Powerful Nonsense. And today we will be speaking about... Wayne Ingram.
0: Oh yeah, we're talking about me?
1: No, we're not talking about you. Oh, okay. Um, No, That was like uh, a lead, I was like, uh, setting up the ramp... uh, Victim to achieve a That's
0: it. God, how much have I drank already? He's Uh,
1: half a, what is it, a Cronenberg deep? Half.
0: About. about That's to be honest, you just opened
1: it. Two thirds? Something like that. No, not two thirds. (laughs) Half a third. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. So um, we're talking about a victim, uh, going from being the victim to that achiever mode. It sounds a bit wanky as a title, mm-hmm. but it's actually quite an important topic. I think you
0: came up with that title. That's probably what it's like. Yeah,
1: probably. Uh,
0: but essentially, the whole concept is that you can take a situation and just be like, is everyone else's fault? Or you can take the ball by the horns. Take it on the chin. Freaking go for it.
1: Yeah. Essentially. So, so It's
0: not quite as catchy a title, though, to be honest, is
1: it? No. Nah. No, it's not. No. no, I don't think so. But um, I think the, the main sort of crux of this episode was the idea that obviously a lot of people, especially if they've got ideas or they've got plans or dreams and hopes, I think a lot of the time they kind of outsource the reason why it's not happening to other mm-hmm. people. And it's really easy to get in that sort of victim mode where... Mm-hmm everything's against you the stars never align for you you're not lucky we've talked about a lot of this as well it falls into the whole um perspective what perspective you take is it half okay. empty half full um yeah also it's just one of these things that i think it takes training because i think we've spoke about it before where the the brain is wired to kind of focus on that negative and i think um a lot of the time as well i think it's quite a, a losing mentality to have it's kind of you've already got sort of I know settled you've said it can't work and and again there's a lot of psychology behind it for why people kind of fall into that victim mentality and it could be deep emotional issues but at the same time I think there's a lot we can do to kind of train ourselves for optimism basically
0: yeah for sure And, and I think as you say like if you put yourself in a position where you're blaming all the external factors on why things aren't working or even in fact actually even worse blaming all the external factors on why the thing you haven't tried yet won't work. Yeah. Um, I think you as you say, you're going to be very much in a losing position. You're not, you're not putting the, uh, the possibility of it succeeding out there. You're literally just closing yourself off from opportunity straight away. And again, it is a very, very, very easy thing to find yourself in that mentality where you're looking at everything and going, well, there's no point in me going for that opportunity. It actually makes me think of that. We did an episode on it. Years ago, because it was years ago now, the Darren Brown luck documentary that he did. And there was a guy called Wayne, Wayne the Butcher.
1: Wayne the good old butcher. And
0: he was like, oh, my brother's the lucky one. I don't have any luck. And so Darren Brown in this local village set up several opportunities for him to basically get lucky. And actually, if he'd just taken the opportunity, it was so rigged in his favor (laughs) that he would have. Literally under his feet something. in some situations. Yeah. Well, it got to the point where he was he was so closed off to the possibility of opportunity that Darren Brown he he basically hadn't taken up any of these he these was. setups. He didn't take any of them up, and they weren't obvious setups of this is Darren Brown doing it. It was just trying to like catch him unawares, and he didn't take any of the opportunities to the point that Darren Brown in the end set up a van to go around the village <laughs> with we a literally a banner, yeah. call this number.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, he looked at it and he went, oh, was that for me? And then didn't <laughs> call the number. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he's a prime example. It was actually a really good, really good um, Darren Brown special. If it's on 4OD, check it out. I can't remember what it's called. I, I, but it's something to do with luck.
1: I think you'll be able to find it on YouTube, but I think as well is that... I actually,
0: I actually cried at the end of that one.
1: It was a bit emotional. It was
0: very emotional.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what happens. Though. I think over time you kind of learn to close yourself off to opportunities. And, and it can happen at a young age as well. You get rejected mm. enough from going for jobs or you try things enough. Even like speaking to some of like the young people today, like they come up with like great ideas, mm. but they've already sold themselves on every reason why maybe it won't work. Well, I need this much funding. Oh, but I don't like doing social media. Oh, but I don't know how to build a website. Oh, I don't know. They've always got the excuses, whereas actually if someone's done it, there is an opportunity to do it. And I think it's you've kind of got a default to that optimism mode. You've got to kind of accept that there's no reason why everything's working against you. Again, it's like the reality you are creating It's how you're thinking It's Do you look for the opportunity to do the thing you want to do? Or are you straight away like default into actually, no, this ain't going to work. So, It's a a tough one. I just think that I think playing the victim is like the easy way out. For sure. And not in victim in terms of like some serious stuff that could happen, but in the victim of just that sort of plumb effect that we've talked about, poor little old me, like nothing works for me and it would be nice if I could do this and that. And again, it falls into like excuses. I think everybody's got 101 excuses, but actually... The reason maybe someone's doing something you you want to be doing is because they just don't feed themselves that BS anymore. They can actually take action on what they want to do.
0: Yeah, for sure, and and I think you you kind of summed it up quite quite nicely there with um, the, the
1: excuses thing.
0: I was gonna kind of bring it up and wasn't sure whether or not it was uh, it was gentle enough or diplomatic enough, but but for definite, like it's so often I've often found the whole. Um, oh, well, it doesn't work that way is so often an excuse. Um, like, it's lazy in some ways as I well. think so. I've said to people um, in the past, I mean, I'm very much fully, fully admit I very much am in love with the city of London as somebody that didn't grow up here. And I know it's also not a city for everyone. But when people use the, yeah, but it's too expensive to live in London. I'm not talking about buying a house, but to live in London. I'm like, but it's not, though, really. Yeah, Yeah, sure, it's expensive, but the opportunity here, Mm -hmm. there's so much more work available here that you shouldn't really be in a position, really, in my opinion, whereby it is so expensive that that's a justification not to give it a go if that's what you want to do
1: yeah but at the same time as well it's like well actually if London brings you the yeah but again if London brings you the lifestyle and the career goals or the aspirations that you may have then yes it's expensive compared to I don't know some rural area but at the same time if it's what you hope and what you're wanting from Mm. your life then actually you just got to grin and bear it and you've got to find a way to make it work because somebody else is
0: for sure and I'm you know I'm not saying everybody should live in London by any means but as an example of you know, if because there's so much opportunity here, but so many people go, oh, you know, well, um, you know, I'm going to need to move to London and it's so expensive and blah, 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 blah. That's just, you know, trying to avoid the big changes that you're going to have to make to your life. And it ultimately comes down to, do you want it enough?
1: Yeah, and that yeah. comes again from self-confidence as well. I think the confidence game is very important because I think actually a lot of the time why we fall into victim mode is because of a lack of self-confidence. We don't actually believe in ourselves enough. Like we don't think we are capable of it. And that could be a sort of preoccupation with the past and things that have happened in the past that have kind of built up that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Or it could just be that you literally haven't grown. Because I do think as well, like I think confidence comes from momentum. It comes from like some positive feedback. It's like, we, we are kind of um, influenced by that sort of positive streak when things are going well, when an opportunity erupts, when someone tells you you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. these things do have an impact on your confidence. But a lot of the time, again, they can't always come from external sources. I think sometimes it has to be that inner confidence, that sure. inner belief in yourself. And actually, that is something that you personally need to work on. That's what... The reading that's where the reading comes in that's where the self like discovery that's where finding out about yourself Sometimes that's hitting rock bottom just sure. to discover who you are at your core and I think that's usually where you find the most fighting people is when they kind of can strip back to who they are and actually that's where like I do think it's how quickly can you kind of stop caring about the externals like how quickly can you get to that point of I don't care what other people think I know what I want and I'm who I am and I know what I want to achieve and I know what I need to do. And I think it's the quicker you can kind of let go of those shackles of, I don't know, just fall into that victim mode where everything else is against you and you can literally just move forward. It's actually really empowering as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when you put yourself in a position where you're outright saying, or something won't work because this, or, um, I always seem to do this, and I'm doing everything right, but it always seems to blah 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 blah. Those sorts of th- thoughts and and things. Um, when you default to that, you're really closing off a massive opportunity for self growth. Massive opportunity because you don't you automatically default to externalizing the problem. And whether or not, that's not to say that it might not be true, your hypothesis might very well be correct. I mean, I'm not trying to dispute anything that is not necessarily in your favor, but at least entertain the idea that that is not true. Because then at least you'll try different things. You'll learn a hell of a lot about yourself just because you're attempting different different angles with certain things. And you might try everything and it might not work. And then at that point, I think then you're in a position where you can go, okay, X means X, you know, you can... You, you've based
1: a, it on a, of an actual theory that you've yeah, tested. you've
0: based <laughs> it off of actual experience that has been tested and you've tried it many different ways and no matter what formula you come up with, you always end up with X. And if that's the case, scientifically speaking, that hypothesis <laughs> is correct.
1: Yeah, And I think as well, like when you're in that victim mode, like the thing that you don't think you can do is often the thing that will bring you the most growth. And it kind of makes me think back to um, Ryan Holiday's book about the obstacle is the way. And I think that's a great sort of that was his title for the book. But I think that's a great way of thinking about life is that obviously the bits where you're kind of thinking, yeah, that can't work or that's not possible we know it you need to have some friction you need to have some sort of resistance in life and it's the overcoming of that that grows you as a person that actually is going to get you the things you want to do Mm. like what you want or how you want to live and having the good stuff in life is not done easily like it is through going through those sort of shitty periods or hard work and the grunt work like that's where you get the rewards out of it but that also is not that's the process basically
0: yeah for sure Um, so let's just take a quick break yep Um, we need to say a massive thank you to where we've been today University of Northampton yep um, for their continued sponsoring of the show Um, Jem and I are alumni of the university Um, they've been really supportive of everything that we're doing with the podcast which is wonderful Um, and really where we think their value comes as a university beyond the sort of traditional education route, beyond uh, getting yourself a degree and all of that other stuff is actually their commitment to uh, social impact, their commitment to supporting um, students' extracurricular stuff, particularly as it pertains to uh, community projects and businesses.
1: Which is a prime example of what we were doing there today. Exactly. And that was open to alumni too. So
0: Absolutely. And I, th- I think they treat their alumni brilliantly. I really do. Um, so it's, it's more than just getting a degree with them. It really is about um, really giving you the opportunities and the tools to build a future that you really want beyond, mm-hmm. beyond education, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so if that sounds like something that would be of interest to you, you want to check out the different opportunities they give to students, check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And again, a massive thank you to them for their support of the show.
1: Lovely. <coughs> so, so there's a point on here that I we I wrote down, and I think it's a really important one. And I think it's this idea of having a commitment to moving forward, because mm. I think a victim mode is saying to yourself that you're happy with where you are. It's a it's a sort of stagnation of mind, of learning, of everything. And I think that people. That get the most out of life are in constant motion. I think actual mm. depression and problems, mental health issues, come from a, like a, a kind of stagnation of thinking. For
0: sure, I definitely agree with you so much on that. So I much. Thought, I
1: literally thought you was gonna be like, you can't talk. It. I thought no, you were gonna dig me for a no, second.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I, from my experience, I definitely say that most of those uh, anxieties and. Uh, depression based things are often about obviously not all the time but often very much rooted in looking at your life and kind of going I've not got what I want yeah but but not really knowing and and I think a lot of it in all fairness and again I'm talking from experience and my experience might be different to other people but I think it is very much and this isn't a point in a pointing of the finger way but very much kind of feeling like there's no way out because you're not, you kind of get yourself, you paint yourself into a corner mentally in that you feel as though you've tried everything, um, and nothing's working or, or often the opposite is true where actually you look at every reason why there's no point in trying anything else because you just, as far as you can see, there's no way out of the situation that you want to be in. Um, And I think often the best way to break a lot of those patterns is to just remove, try as best you can, because it's a hard fight to do, but try and remove those mental barriers that you've put in place and just kind of say, well, look, I'm just going to try something different and have absolutely no expectations as to what the outcomes are going to be. Just try it and just see if you can change anything. And quite often you might be surprised.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I just thinking about it in my mind, like the the metaphor as well of like social media is constantly refreshing. It's constantly moving forward. There's a constant stream of motion and you see what other people are doing. And I think that victim mode is when you've stopped and everybody else is still moving. The internet's moving. People are moving. Their lives are moving forward, but you've stopped. Like everything in your world has stopped. And that feeling is horrible because you feel like, but everybody else is doing and I'm not. And And you can get sort of feelings of shame and feelings of like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I do that? Why does everybody else seem to be having it? And so I do think is that, that, yeah, just what it says in that point is that that commitment to moving forward and accept, like, I think what you said there was great in terms of like, have no expectations, just understand you're trying new things, but you're not going for a result. You're just saying, well, this is another path I'm taking. This is another direction. And Mm -hmm. that direction means you are in motion. I think as humans, it is hugely important to our psyche to feel that progress in some way or another. And so a victim mentality is seriously setting you up for some mental health issues, feeling depressed, feeling unsuccessful, feeling battering your confidence because Mm. we don't grow confidence from kind of doing the same thing or feeling like we're stagnating Mm -hmm. confidence comes from, like, you know how you feel when you finish a day and you've done like everything and more of what you wanted to achieve. And it's not about... The physical act of doing but you just feel like okay I did something today I made use of that time and Mm -hmm. you finish that day on a like buzzing you go to bed and you sleep the best you've ever slept because you feel super productive and it's not about chasing like the hard work and like always having to do something to feel good but it's feeling that you are making a kind of long-term progression even just picking up a book and reading a few pages is a progression yeah going for a little walk or a run is a progression and I just think that's so important for people for
0: definite, it, it is that constant, it is all about that constant forward momentum all the time, every day. It doesn't have to be a big thing, it doesn't have to be a significant thing. I definitely recommend reading The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy for sure, because this you will find if you take on board what he's saying that you will only have to do several little things in a day and you'll feel like you're really moving forward. Just because you know that you've put that uh, to sound to go in the woo-woo direction, <laughs> uh, you've put that positive energy out there, you've put that effort out there, you've put, uh, put it out into the universe that this is what I want and whether or not that's just because that's a result of your actions or whether or not the universe is delivering to you, whatever your belief system is, whatever... <laughs> But the point is, you put it out there. And some things will, you'll put it out there and it'll be like a bad pickup line and it won't come back to you. <laughs> but sometimes. Talking from experience there, Wayne? Uh, I, don't, I don't use pickup lines actually. You
1: don't need it, just got your good looks.
0: I'm just so goddamn sexy.
1: Thank God we do audio. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, and then other times you'll, you'll, you'll just put it out there and do you know what? The girl might think it was bloody funny and she might give you a snog. Or the other way around, if you are a female. Or, same way around, if you are a female that is also homosexual.
1: Um, Di- diversity, I like that.
0: Thanks.
1: Why not? Um, I like this uh, point we put down here about the whole pro-noia, talking about the whole universal forces working in your favor. Mm. Um, I like the idea that I think, again, I think pro-noia is this idea that instead of being paranoid, it's kind of like everything's against you and you're waiting for something to mess up, is actually kind of getting this sort of pro-noia, which is kind of, what if things are working in your favor? What if things are working to help you? And I think there is that sort of synchronicity, which a lot of Wayne Dyer talks about. And I do think about, which I do believe is true, is is like what you said there is that your actions have energy and they open up doors. Like the podcast for us is open up doors because we're putting energy in a direction and things are working in our favor. And there is no expectations for this, but it just seems to, I think you direct some energy in a direction. Things just open up for you. And I think,
0: Oh, sure. I mean, could you think, let's, let's use the podcast as an example. <clears throat> there, would have, there were so many reasons why we should never have started the podcast. There are so many reasons why it may never have worked. There are so, so many, like, I'm not going to lie. We do not have the best podcast figures in the world. They're good. I'm very, very happy with them. But my God, you compare that to Joe Rogan's podcast, for example.
1: One billion downloads
0: a year. I mean, we're way way, 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 off. That. Come on,
1: Wayne, give us some credit.
0: Okay, we're way, 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 way off that. <laughs> um, and, you know, there are so many reasons why, you, mm. you know, we, we would have had perfectly good reason to have gone, eh, this isn't working. Scrap it. So Scrap it. It's not getting us anywhere. But we didn't do it with the expectation of any success from it. We just thought, you know what, we're having these interesting conversations, so let's put it out there. Mm -hmm. and see if see if it resonates with people
1: yeah and we know loads of people who've had ideas for podcasts and they've even got to the phase of starting and then then they kind of oh yeah but i haven't got the time to do it oh it takes a bit longer than i expected and stuff like that so people are going to have the excuses and sometimes again it might even be a testing thing like you have to at least if you start and then you find out it's not for you it's like that sort of hypothesis thing at least you started you gave it a go it didn't work that's great but i think a lot of people just even like shoot themselves in the foot before they've even got off the ground basically
0: Mm -hmm yeah definitely and I think that's the biggest trap of all is just the the not giving it a go Uh uh-huh just really just not giving it a go and that's where James Altucher I think with Choose Yourself is so so right particularly now particularly in this day and age where you can produce a record and sell it on iTunes yeah and people will go no but you need to be you need to have a you need to be signed to a record label to sell it on iTunes bullshit set up your own record label yeah other musicians do. It might not be cheap. Yeah, but like... look into it. I don't know. But it's... I can see the path to market straight away.
1: <laughs> yeah. In people... fact,
0: why do you even need to be signed to a record label? Sell it on freaking SoundCloud. <laughs> do anything. Like, there's no excuse, as far as I'm concerned, for um needing other people's permission
1: absolutely no excuse no and then obviously people are going to say oh yeah but i've got a job and stuff but actually you can choose yourself in between those hours of the day that maybe you're watching tv so it's always that opportunity there and i just think that's it it's
0: all again it all comes back down to how much do you really really want it because if i don't have time it's really coming into your vocabulary then either your life's kind of fucked anyway and you need to change something or you just
1: don't really want, really it.
0: want it. It's <laughs> one or the other. Something something has to change. You either have to give up on that dream entirely or look at your life and go, well, how can I make room for it? Because if you really want it, you'll do it. And it's, do you know what? I have far more respect for somebody that goes, oh, do you know what? I didn't really want it enough than somebody that goes, oh, no, but and then gives a list of excuses as to why it was never going to happen. Uh-huh. Somebody that's no further into chasing their dream or not even actively chasing their dream 10 years after they've said they're chasing it and, they, and they've done nothing, like literally nothing. I'm like, screw you. Like, yeah.
1: come I, on. And I think if you just look at a day look at anybody that's doing or done anything that you think's a bit out there, is is creative, music, whatever, art, business they had every excuse they had the book of excuses but they just kind of like lit it and put it on fire and said yeah i'm just not going to read it i'm just going to get on i'm going to focus on the opportunities that are there and then they took action it's just again you're just not going to get anywhere in life unless you decide that you're just going to focus on the opportunities rather than getting too kind of hung up on the problems for sure for sure
0: Bit of tough love today.
1: Tough love, but it's got to happen. Bit of tough love. I think it's needed. And, I, and to be honest, actually speaking to the students today actually made me realise that actually I think a lot of the time people need a bit of tough love because mm. I think... I actually, th- for the record, the students we spoke to were great. Yeah, and I, and I think they, they... I don't think, did do
0: we give any tough love today?
1: I don't even think it's tough love sometimes. I think it's just like people will have like, yeah, I thought about doing this and, and you just need to nudge them. I think sometimes people just need to mm. nudge and... Sure. They need to see the opportunity the opening that obviously a lot of the time we can kind of see but sometimes they don't and so I do think but then sometimes people need tough love like okay you got a great idea but how does that fit into your kind of lifestyle or your life that you're thinking about creating but you have no business model and there's no money in this or maybe you didn't or is it just a charity like it was it's quite interesting just sort of like people have amazing ideas but then it's like they haven't thought beyond the idea it's like the idea is great, but does it then fit into your lifestyle that you're hoping to achieve? And stuff like that I find interesting as well. I love it when people are creative and want to express their ideas, but I mm. sometimes just think that people haven't planned enough ahead in terms of like knowing how that will then fit into that lifestyle and what happens when you leave uni, what happens when you've got bills to pay and these mm. kind of things. So I like giving that tough love on that sense that it's those those kind of more granular sort of things that really matter, but... People can get quite hyped in the excitement of the idea.
0: No, very true. Very true.
1: Very true. So what, some tough love today. Some tough love, but... but I
0: think we'll, we'll wrap up there. We mentioned quite a few books, so I don't know if we should recap some books that might be a good recommendation on this, because there's quite a lot of stuff out there, actually. I think Choose Yourself, for one, is a good one.
1: Yeah, as I said, The Obstacle is the Way was another one that I mentioned, mm-hmm. which I just think is that idea of that... The um the tough stuff is the bit that's going to get you there. It's kind of go looking for the bits that cause friction. Well, I know I need to call that person, but I don't like speaking on the phone. But I just go through it and you call and mm. make that call. Stuff like that, really.
0: Oh, and actually, I I bought it on pre-order. What was that book today? Who is it by? Uh, Real Life Just Don't Start Off by...
1: Jeff Goins. Jeff, Jeff Goins, Goins, yeah. It's
0: coming out in uh, July.
1: I love that title. I've
0: pre-ordered it because that is right at my... Can trip. you say
1: the title again? Because I think you said it a bit quick.
0: Real artists don't starve or don't need to starve, it's one or the other, yeah, something like that. Um, but I ordered on pre order today. I'm really excited for that book to come because that sounds right on my street. A lot of the sort of stuff that we're talking about is what I'm expecting mm-hmm. to be in that book. So, um, it's about 10 pounds on Amazon, thereabouts at the minute. So, pop that on pre order as well. Yep, amazing. Any others just quickly before we get anything else pops to mind?
1: Um, nothing is coming straight
0: to mind Those are right probably now. probably three main ones that I would, do, yeah, I would say um great
1: lovely jubbly
0: um so thanks as always for tuning in um if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast please do Uh, you can do that on itunes or on stitcher yep which would be marvelous and come on guys where are these reviews we have not had any for a while i'm gonna might have to go on strike
1: we're just gonna stop putting out content um, we could really then do we that. get a five star review thank <laughs> god you guys have shut the hell up
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly no, those reviews would be really really helpful to get the show out there um, we really want to get more ears listening to our wonderful dulcet tones hello there <laughs> <laughs> so please if you could uh, if you don't know how to review as well dot for forward slash review gives you all of the information to do so on iTunes lovely really lovely Um, so oh yeah and don't forget hashtag Pret Challenge (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so thanks very much for tuning in and we shall catch you next
1: time see you later